fans. It's Matt Warren, editor-in-chief at buffalorumlings.com and the host of Buffalo Rumlings Q&A on the Buffalo Rumlings Podcast Network. Welcome back. You can send in your questions for next week's episode at 716-508-0405. And remember, voicemails get priority, like the one we're going to hear first in the show today. You can also text that number, 716-508-0405. You can tweet us at Rumblings Q and A. That's with the word and spelled out in the middle. You can send us emails, Buffalo Rumblings at SBNation.com. Instagram and Facebook messages will eventually make their way to me as well. We are in the midst of the Buffalo Bills schedule release week. The NFL turned a one-night event into a week-long drip where they're sending out individual games. The Buffalo Bills first game that we know about will be in week two against the Tennessee Titans at home on Monday Night Football at 7.15 p.m. Eastern. I like that start time because it means I get to get my work done and go to bed at a reasonable hour. Um, It's a little bit more difficult for folks to get from work or up to the game or, you know, for folks that want the Bills to be on a national primetime stage. But um, with the NFL going to two games on Monday nights, um, you know, at least the Bills will have the national game for an hour and 15 minutes Uh, or whatever it is before uh, the other game kicks off on ABC. So with all that stuff going on, I just wanted to make sure that you knew that go over to buffalorumblings.com. We'll have a live leak tracker on Thursday morning. Um, We usually get the schedule um, early in the morning on Thursday from various sources. So it's um, we'll have that stuff out for you as soon as we can possibly get it to you on Thursday. So make sure you go over there. We have some reports already on the website right now regarding week one and, of course, the official announcement for week two. So you can go check that out right now. All right, let's get to the first question. It comes from our voicemail line at 716-508-0405. Hey, it's Eric from the Twitterverse down in the below. How you doing? How you been? Hey, I got a question. Currently, we have seven defensive ends on the roster. Seven. I'm not sure how many we're going to carry come opening day. And past Von Miller, Greg Russo, and perhaps Basham, who's got a spot on this roster? Who's expendable? Who's on the bubble? And um, is there a spot for perhaps Jerry Hughes to come back? Just wondering. Go Bills. Hi, Eric. Uh, Thanks for your call. And, of course, thanks for your energy uh, in your call. Uh, Really appreciate the, uh, the voicemail today. Uh, the Bills only list six defensive ends on their roster. Uh, Boogie Basham, A.J. Epinesa, Shaq Lawson, Mike Love, Von Miller, Greg Rousseau. So I don't know where you got seven from unless you're counting undrafted free agents um, and the Bills haven't announced those signings yet. Obviously, like you, I know Von Miller is safe. I know Greg Rousseau is safe. Um, I'm fairly confident Boogie Basham is safe right now but looking at the rest of the list I don't know if any of them are safe and so I do think that there's a possibility that they could re-sign Jerry Hughes but I don't think it's a likely outcome Uh, I think the Bills want to develop those players that they picked early in the drafts over the last couple years AJ Epinesa uh, Boogie Basham Greg Rousseau and give them a shot to really develop into something worth having so I think those four guys 
that we've already discussed are probably safe on the roster for this season. So that's Miller, Rousseau, Basham, and Epinesa as your top four defensive ends. I think if one of those players, specifically Epinesa, if A.J. Epinesa really does not come into camp looking any better than he has. I think there's a possibility that Shaq Lawson could play his way into that top four rotation, but I wouldn't consider that likely. Let's look at what they've done over the last couple of years at the defensive end position on final roster cutdowns to see and start of, you know, give us a guideline for answering this question. In 2021, they kept six on their first 53-man roster, but they also had a lot more youth at the position than they do right now. Greg Russo, Boogie Basham were two rookies. Um, AJ Epinesa was young. Uh, and then they kept F.A. Obata in addition to Mario Addison and Jerry Hughes. They also traded Daryl Johnson during the final cutdown process because they had seven defensive ends that they really liked and wanted to keep. In 2020, they kept let's call it five and a half defensive ends. Jerry Hughes, Trent Murphy, Mario Addison, the rookie A.J. Epinesa, and Daryl Johnson. And then Quinton Jefferson played that hybrid defensive end, defensive tackle role, bouncing in and outside, in and outside on the defensive line. So let's call it five and a half defensive ends in 2020. So it would seem like four defensive ends is light. So they like adding another defensive end probably seems like a near certainty at this point when you look at the last two years. Keeping in mind that they have Shaq Lawson there as their fifth defensive tackle, would not surprise me if they added another veteran to that group. I just don't know if it'll be at the level of Jerry Hughes. He's probably going to want more money than the Bills are going to want to shell out at this point in the game. You know, Brandon Bean has said they don't have a lot of money to resign or to sign free agents right now because of the way that the salary cap works they would need even right now they're going to need to restructure some contracts just to get under the salary cap at the end of august at final cutdowns so i think that the most likely thing is they don't sign jerry hughes they sign a veteran minimum kind of defensive end to come in and push shaq lawson and mike love um, on the bottom end and maybe one of those you know lower level guys can play their way ahead of aj Epinesa. That's exactly the type of thing F.A. Obata did last year, and he made his way onto the roster and received a lot of playing time because he was able to get past Epinesa on the depth chart. And probably most importantly, he was pretty darn cheap. More so than Hughes. I think it's much, much, much more likely that the Bills go with those top four defensive ends, plus some value options at five and maybe a sixth defensive end spot. But I certainly won't rule out Jerry Hughes at this point because he's been on the market for so long and the Bills probably do need one more defensive end to get to the final roster cutdowns. Thanks for your question on our voicemail line at 716-508-0405. As always, our voicemails get first priority on our show. While we're on the subject of the defensive line, I think if you look at the defensive tackle position, Tim Settle, Jordan Phillips, Ed Oliver, and Daquan Jones are kind of written in ink at that defensive tackle spot. So if you go with four defensive tackles and five defensive ends, you have your nine defensive linemen that the Bills like going with. They've gone up to 10, which is what they did last year. Um, and so maybe they keep an Eli on coup or they keep that extra defensive end, but it'll come down to the numbers game at the very last part of cutdowns and what folks can provide and say special teams um, 
or in sub packages. So I'm planning on releasing my first stab at the 53-man roster coming up at some point, either this week or early next week. So stay tuned uh, to buffalorumblings.com for that, and you can uh, tell me how wrong I am on that. We're going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. We have to pay some bills to talk about the bills. We'll be right back. All right, let's head over to Twitter for our next question. P Mart Supermart asks us, the Bills got two undersized linebackers in the NFL draft. Does this signify anything to you? What it really signifies to me is that the Bills have a type when they're looking at linebacker. Let's take a step back and look at the actual sizes. The Bills official website lists Terrell Bernard, the third round pick, as 6'1", 224 pounds, and Balen Spector, the linebacker from the seventh round, as 6'233 pounds. Matt Milano, 6'223 pounds, so does that sound familiar? Andre Smith, 6'240", so the biggest one. Um, but then you go to Tyler Matikiewicz, 6'1", 235. Uh, Markel Lee, 6'3", 235. Terrell Dodson, 6'237". So for the coverage linebackers in the Buffalo Bills defense, they tend to be on that lighter side, 230 pounds, 225 pounds, and then six feet, six one, somewhere in that range. Uh, but then you look at a guy like Tremaine Edmonds, 6'5", 250 pounds, super long arms. You know, he's your kind of bigger linebacker. So I think it just means that they're looking for more coverage linebackers and Tremaine Edmonds is just a, a physical freak of nature. The defense is built on linebackers that can get from sideline to sideline, cover large amounts of space, and that are kept clean by the defensive tackles on the, the, the defensive line. And so that's why missing Star Latulale was such a big deal over the last couple of years. And um, I think it really did impact the Buffalo Bills at the linebacker position. So you have a guy like Matt Milano who can come up and fill, who can uh, drop into coverage. But if he's getting you know a guard coming up on him in that level, the second level, all game, he, he's not going to be very effective. Tremaine Edmonds even hasn't shown a great ability to get off blocks. So that defensive tackle spot, specifically the one-tack defensive tackle, has become such an important part of the Buffalo Bills defense. And we just haven't seen great play from that position. So hopefully with the new additions that the Buffalo Bills made this offseason, that those linebackers can be kept clean, whether you're talking about Terrell Dodson or Terrell Bernard or Matt Milano or any of them. It also leads me a little bit further down the path that the Bills are going to re-sign Tremaine Edmonds. They didn't draft anybody that could even come close to playing the role that he plays in this defense. Um, so even if it's at the expense of Matt Milano in a year or two. It looks like Tremaine Edmonds is going to be here for the long term. Of course, the Bills, when they needed a middle linebacker, drafted Tremaine Edmonds in the first round. Uh, Brandon Mead doesn't like doing that going into the offseason with such an obvious need, but Tremaine Edmonds is going to be incredibly pricey for this Buffalo Bills team moving forward. So they have the fifth-year option where he's making 12-something million dollars uh, guaranteed salary uh, to figure out if they want to sign him to a long-term deal or not. But at some point, they're going to have to add a middle linebacker or re-sign Tremaine Edmonds because I don't think any of the guys that they drafted this year are going to be able to 
play that role in this defense moving forward. That's a long way of saying in isolation. I don't think it means a lot, but when you look at the long-term prospects for the Bills, I think it does mean something uh, for the linebacker position. Thanks for your question over on Twitter, at Rumblings Q&A. That's with the word and spelled out in the middle. The Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network and Vidcast Network has added two brand new shows for you to check out that I really wanted you to uh, take some time and go over to our YouTube channel. Uh, like and subscribe over there so you get those notifications um, when we post new videos. But we've got the uh, Buffalo Nerd Sports Podcast over there. In addition to Intentional Grounding, two brand new shows that are coming to you on the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network with a couple of great new hosts. If you haven't given them a shot, please do that now. If you prefer podcasts and you don't really watch um, those uh, vidcasts that we post, uh, those guys will also be available on our podcast network and you'll see them popping up in your feeds already. We're really excited uh, to have Sterling Furrow and uh, Buffalo Sports Nerd join us in full-time roles and you'll hear from them each week this offseason and through the regular season on the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. That's going to do it for this week's episode of Buffalo Rumblings Q&A. Keep it locked to buffalorumblings.com for all of your schedule release notes throughout the week, and especially on Thursday leading up to the official schedule release on Thursday night. If you want to send in a question for us over here at Rumblings Q&A, you can use our Twitter feed at Rumblings Q&A. That's with the word and spelled out in the middle. Our voicemail line gets first priority at 716-508-0405. You can send us emails, buffalorumblings at sbnation.com. Facebook and Instagram messages to the official Rumblings accounts will eventually make their way to me via our social media coordinator, Danielle. Send in your questions for next week's episode. Uh, it's really boring when we don't have good stuff to talk about when we had good stuff to talk about this week. Thanks for listening and hope it's...